Welcome to The Coaching Podcast. I'm Simon Blair, and with my co-host Emma Doyle, we explore how to coach for success in both sport and business. The Vegemite question. You either love it or you hate it. What's your take? Have you never wow. tried it? No, I tried it once, but for us, it's so weird. So weird. Uh, really weird. I mean, yes. It's uh, probably the, let's say it's the Australian peanut butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I ate peanut butter when I was young, even though I'm not American at all. So I'm kind of used to it. Vegemite is really strange. Strange. I mean, for us, it's incredible to <laughs> something like this. In which case, could you share with us, um, usually we say your best coaching moment or your worst coaching moment. What are the lessons for coaching? Our so you want to hear about or the, all the strangest? It was depending on how you answered the question. Uh, it, 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 up to you. I mean, the strangest ones are the ones for me when, when I did something that was looking super strange, but I, I knew why I was doing that and I got the result. Yes. Uh, and I have two examples. I don't know if I want to say both or not, but uh, once I remember uh, I was working with Aravan Rezai. I don't know if you remember that player. She was like 16 or yeah. yep. And she did really well while we were working together. She was very often during the match she's getting super angry and when she was getting angry she was completely losing it and losing the match and she was playing at Indian Wells I remember against Kevone uh, she was down the set and she was since the start in a very bad mood and uh, not competing well and uh, she called me uh, so no I so I was uh, on purpose I didn't look at her at all during the match to get uh, to provoke something, yes. Uh, and uh, what it provoked is that she got so angry at me that she called me on the chair to talk to her during the match. Yes. So I went and went to the chair, and I thought I have only one goal: is to relax her. If I relax her, she's gonna start to play. And uh, I don't know. It came to my mind suddenly. I took my chair. So I went next to her. I took a chair. I sat in front of her, like in the tennis court, literally. I looked at the chair and fire, and I said, "A oh, coffee, please." <laughs> chair and fire. And uh, so the, the, then the, the referee was there, and she said, okay, so a cappuccino for me then. And then everybody started to laugh. That was really weird. I mean, for people watching, probably completely uh, yes. crazy. Yes. And she, I mean, she smiled, and I, I saw that she started to relax, yes. so I could speak to her. We were really relaxed, and the match completely changed, and yes. she, she won it 7-5 yes. in the third. Yes. Like, I have others like this, but, yes. you know, when you have just a little time, very short time mm-hmm. in between... Uh, in the middle of a match, sometimes by changing the mood of your player, you can you can make an impact, and you don't have really a lot of time to go into deep uh, explanation. So that's usually the most efficient thing to do. Yeah, love it. The sliding doors question. In, in general, I know where I want to go. Yeah. I really stick to it until I get what I want. Love it. But that's part of my personality. Yeah. So, yeah. And I expect the same from the players actually when they when they want to become yeah. champions. So yeah. I think we have to play like be like role models. And uh, but that's the way I'm. So I, no, I mean I had a tough time at the academy because I worked with Bob Brett for many years mm-hmm. at the very start. Mm-hmm. And then when the academy was Bob Brett, and then he left. And uh, I had invested for so many years on him and his name, and, and then he left, and I was so disappointed that I really wanted to quit. I mean, I wanted to stop the academy. I said, what's the point, you know? And uh, at that time, the players, uh, and Marcos Bagdatis was the main one, told me, no, 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 you cannot stop. Uh, we need you. Yeah. And I mean, which I did not expect. At that time, I was not coaching, and I was not on the court at all. Yeah. And so I yeah. was really surprised, but it gave me uh, so much uh, enthusiasm and, mm. and will to go mm. further. Mm. And 15 years after, I'm still there. So. Fantastic. 
in one to a maximum of three words, what do you think makes a great coach? Oh. That's a, that's a tough one. It's three words. Uh, I mean, it's three really different words. It's up to you. It's up to me. Yeah, I think I think it's. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer, but I think it's difficult because I think this job requires so many different qualities yeah. to be able to do it well. Uh, I would say uh, hear, not listen. Hear, which is different. Listen, of course. Hearing starts with listening, but hear, that's sure. Uh, results. You have to be obsessed with results if you want to coach. Uh, expectations. You have to, I mean, the level of expectations, your level of expectation has to be really high in everything. Yeah, of yourself and of your players. Of, of course. course. Of course. Um, and and I, think, I think it's the ultimate uh, mark of respect mm-hmm. to have high expectations for your players. Yes. What's that one question that you always are intrigued to know more about? What's that one thing that interests you more than anything? Human beings. That's, I think it's our job because the, the real job is to, to understand how people are thinking and acting. Because if you find, uh, I mean, and for everyone it's different, which makes this job so interesting. But actually, when you work with a player, that's the key. You have to find, to understand, uh, how to pull the trigger and to find a, a way to make them do the things they need to do in order to achieve what they want to achieve. So it's more their uh, internal way of uh, thinking, acting, that you have to discover. And that's uh, what I think is the most uh, interesting thing in life. Yes, yes, discovering more about human beings. Thank you so much for being on the coaching podcast. It's a pleasure. Hi, Emma. Great interview with Patrick Moritoglu. Fantastic get. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, it was a moment where he was sitting in front of me at a conference and thanks to you and, and our relationship with the coaching podcast, you know, I didn't know him from Bar of Soap and there was that moment, there was a break and I thought I'm just going to grab this interview, you know, right then and there. And interestingly, since then, it, we've just formed a connection because of the that interview where I've now visited his academy, I've been able to email him, contact him on social media and actually form, you know, the early stages of a relationship where I could reach out to someone like that. I mean, how that's incredible because of the podcast. Look, I think that's um, one of the great benefits I've found as well is especially with a format where you have either for anyone else who's involved in podcasts where you have guests or in our case we get interviews um, yeah, it's just tremendous in terms of broadening those connections and relationships to people that you otherwise wouldn't necessarily meet in different endeavours um, and at different levels of coaching. It's a fantastic way to bring bring people together. Absolutely. And one of the interesting things straight away that he talks about is the whole element of what he calls super strange coaching, <laughs> you know, where, you know, you're doing something to get a result and you know why you're doing it because as coaches, you know, understanding why we do something is so important in everything we do, but it's not, might not necessarily be clear to the outside viewer, which reminds me of recently, Simon, you'll love this story. I was at a conference in South Carolina and I did a presentation on different coaching styles. And so for the first first 15 minutes, I went almost into it like actress mode and uh, did a presentation based on how I used to coach in my low 20s. 
And Which was what sort of style are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, so for example, I, I, I kind of entered the court um, left of stage and pretended I was running late and kind of got out my mobile phone and um, and just said to the, you know, the place, oh, can you just run a couple of laps, uh, you know, and I'm and I, so what I did is I thought out loud. So, you know, the internal yeah, yeah. voice was like, oh, God, what? So I did the three-step lesson plan. What am I going to do today as I took three steps and pretended like I was creating the lesson plan on the spot and just kind of put out the spot markers. Oh, just do one more lap while you're, you know, while you're getting your equipment set yeah. up. So it's almost like you're getting kids to do physical activity while you're still getting thinking organized. about getting organized, <laughs> you know, which of course in, in the corporate world, I mean, you know, in your world, you, you could never get away with doing that. No, you need to be organized when, when, when the session starts. I know that sounds really, really basic, but there are still coaches out there that yeah. sometimes do, do the three step lesson plan or the three second lesson plan. What am I doing mm. today? And, um, getting back to the whole concept of doing things in a super strange way to get a message across. Yep. I love this concept of coaching. You know, we call it sometimes breaking pattern. Yep. And, I think there are so many cool things within that that we need to do more often and not worry so much about, I wonder what parents might think, or I wonder what, you know, they might, this might not work. You know what? It's sometimes that's when you actually get the biggest breakthroughs, you know, the classic moment where she, where the player actually says, yeah, I'll have a cappuccino too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I've seen, I've seen, it's a, a particular thing that I've seen you do very, very well. You, you, you tend to thrive in those, moments of um, keeping people on their toes and throwing them a curveball just to get them to, yeah, shift their thinking, step out of that comfort zone and as a means of then introducing uh, possibly a challenging concept or a new concept. Mm. Um, yeah. One of my favourites is, yeah, okay. and of course people go, <laughs> like, what does that mean or what language is that? And, of course, it's my made-up language, yeah, right? right? Okay. And when I say it, it breaks pattern because people just go, what? So they stop in their tracks in what they're doing and in that moment you can then ask a question or you can shift something in somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, um, it, I, you know, I find it very useful and, and plus it's harmless. In a very um, – in a – a very specific example of the the coaching, which you know, for me this year is is brand new. Getting back into the into the coaching girls football uh, in a team environment with junior sport, and um, one of the things that uh, working in with uh, my other coach uh, or with the head coach Lee uh, is that I've I've been taking the pre game get on your toes girls, and we do a count not chant together. You know, give us three, and they go one, two, three, uh, and it's very intense. It's that literally that moment before everyone runs out onto the field. Um, and just to break it up so, you know, my intensity just won't be the same level each each game is uh, towards the end of the season especially I found myself just injecting a bit of humour right in the midst of those most intense moments and I'd drop my voice and I'd ask a question, are we having fun girls or just mm. whatever, whatever came out, but it was the shift in tone. Um, and, yeah, there's giggles and there's laughter and it's just, yeah, it's mm. something different to the pattern I've, I put them into and been conditioned to a level of intensity, mm. just changing that. Um, yeah, it just shifted the dynamic. So, What do you do in the corporate space? He talks about being able to relax people and, and, and let's be honest, you know, in that moment of pressure, yeah, the minute you can actually just, you know, keep your intensity up but relax, mm. we, we all know we play better. What do you do in the corporate space to actually either break pattern or relax your um, your clients? Yeah, it's uh, in group training sessions. Uh, we, we would have covered this in a previous episode. Remember that time when I got you to put your hands in the air and do deep breathing and mm-hmm. things like that? So there's something 
you know, we, and we do a chanting thing and um, split the group, get them up and, and physical, mm-hmm. which in corporate world and certainly in call centre environments, people are often just sitting down. So the, just the getting a physical aspect mm-hmm. there is really, really uh, beneficial. Uh, when it's more one-on-one individual sort of coaching, um, it's it's just humour. It's just talking about shifting the, the conversation to things outside uh, and, and creating a relatability between the concept or skill set that we're focused on in that session to, uh, yeah, something that they themselves do as customers. Um, and so it's a bit of storytelling and just uh, having a laugh and getting getting them outside of that that headspace of the environment and the operation that they're in. So Now, shifting into the sliding doors moment where you can sense in Patrick in the way that he carries himself, in the way that he walks, the way he talks, he says that I know where I want to go and I stick to it. So even in the moment where, you know, he was working under Bob Brett and then that when that academy folded, you know, what does he do? He's very goal-orientated and he's very vision-focused. Like he talks a lot, um, I've had, you know, extra conversations with him about he really believes deeply in being able to provide that vision for the player, you know, mm. being able to see more in somebody than what they can see in themselves. Yeah, yeah. And so he really is a massive believer in that and you can see, but he, he lives that in mm. the way that... He walks his talk. He stays the course. So even yeah. when forces and situations and moments can often distract and make you question things, that clarity of vision just keeps you on track, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I, I have a, a saying recently that, that's really hit me in, in a number of, you know, some of my roadblocks that I've experienced in my career, especially recently, is that direction is more powerful than actual destination. And that really resonates with me that when the ball is rolling into where, where I want to really head, uh, yeah, there's something about that, that really, that really, um, helps me stay on track. Um, and it's interesting just the time with yourself, Emma, talking about coaching, obviously from our guests on this show and the, you know, the three things that make a great coach. Um, and it's, I think I said this to the other day in terms of I've been, it's been helping me just formulate for myself my own coaching philosophy and really thinking more deeply for myself around what are those three things for me um, because, yeah, there's more than three and it forces you to really hone in on, you know, the, 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 the critical ones. Uh, and the one, one of them that I've been quite recently going to which relates to the, the vision, it's, and, and I can't remember who said it, but imagination, uh, which for me is that ability to imagine the future state. And the clarity of the vision. So, yeah, you could substitute that with, with vision. Mm. Um, and that's, to be honest, when I reflect back on what's made me successful in you know, coaching, uh, customer service skills and sales skills, um, it's that absolute certainty of I know what this individual, where they can get to. Um, and that could be a long way down the road. But because I've done it before with others... And each person's journey is different, but have, knowing the capability of someone more more than they know themselves uh, is just powerful, and it's it's helping me yeah stay the course <laughs> like Patrick um, is is focused on. And I think all great coaches they have that innate belief in where they can take people, um, and it just gets you, gets you, gets you through all those challenging moments where you yeah yeah and you have doubts you have doubts keeps keeps you going. 
in what makes a great coach, hear results expectation. Now, results. Now, this is not one that comes up very often, but it's really honest. Let, he works at the highest level of our sport. Mm. Uh, sorry, as in what I mean by that, let's just clarify that because I'm not saying just because you work with the arguably one of the greatest players in the world in Serena Williams, I'm talking about I still believe that someone who works with a five-year-old yeah, you know, that 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 is <laughs> That's an achievement. the highest level of our sport because I mean that yeah. knowing what to do with that person is, is sometimes, in my opinion, anyway, um, just as so I don't mean it. That's difficult. I don't mean <laughs> that he's reaching the pinnacle of coaching because no, no. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that being obsessed with results, I think, is a really important concept because in the corporate world, which you know you operate a lot in, you have to be obsessed with results. I mean, you have to be obsessed with. Knowing, yes, outcome and process. Absolutely. And if we're not, then we're taking our eye off the ball. And a lot of people believe in, you know, process only and a lot of people are outcome only. And, you know, let's, when it's all said and done, if you don't keep your eye on both, mm. then really you're missing the point of being a great coach. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting one, results. And the, the challenge with that is often people who are, heavily results oriented they sometimes forget about the best way to deliver to the get result. the result and the result becomes all consuming and then it impacts the quality of that you know in, in our case coaching um development activity uh and and the people side of it you know because if you've got people involved you need them you know there's all the other aspects around their psychology and their skills and all the th- inputs that create the outcome and yeah so it's one of those things yeah focus don't necessarily it is you have to measure things um to track but if that in the moment of coaching becomes the dominant thing then it has the opposite effect but that's why this is hard because you're right the results is what what matters and that's a relative term as well Mm. um you know what's a success for one coach or one individual or team is potentially different for someone else and depends on which stage in your journey you're at as well. So, I had a recent experience uh, overseas with a uh, parent who came on a tour with some um, high-performance juniors and I gave the parent a role of, of scouting out the opponents each day and he would come to me at the end of each day with um, all the results. So, uh, you know, in the last tournament, this girl, you know, played this girl and she won this score. So that means our girl should normally beat her. And so he, he it was a matrix of actually, um, you know, 6-4, 7-6, 6-3, and then at this tournament, this And so I took in that information. Yes. But what was obviously most important was in the moment, what was happening in that moment, which, you know, again, giving – certain people, certain roles and knowing what their strengths are. His his strengths were in, you know, updating like results and knowing who beat who when. Yep. And yeah, definitely that helps with um certain psyche. But again, I think the essence of being a great coach is knowing what Patrick says, hearing. So not just listening comes up a lot in our show, but being able to hear what the player is thinking. And in what we're talking about here, it's like, yeah, take those results, sure, but then know which button to push when mm. and have super high expectations of yourself and of your player 
that is the in the essence of what he's saying. So that's that's an example of process and outcome, isn't it? Absolutely. And and one of the things I teach in customer service is that the three key skills is you got to it starts with the listening, um, in effect the the hearing, but it's actually then the understanding, and how that relates to results and the some of the challenges there is it's the interpretation of results as well, and that's a skill set, and that can be done incorrectly. Uh, you can have two people that look at the same, literally the same data, but they're interpreting it in, in different ways, and and how that's then fed back into you know the coaching process. Um, so yeah, there, there's skill sets involved. So what were that right. so what were your three? Are you going to share your three? Oh, things sorry, with yeah, us? sorry. Yes, sorry. So come on, Simon. Here, so uh, <laughs> the the fundamentals are: it starts with the hearing. Yeah. Because if you're not literally not attentive, uh, then you're going to miss stuff, and it's also noticeable for the person you're trying to help mm-hmm. if you're not focused that's the hearing get that right you're in you're at a good place to start baseline uh but then it's the skill of in, uh, understanding and that involves good questions mm-hmm. check clarify confirm and avoid assumptions uh and then once you've got a good understanding then caring so hearing understanding caring yeah but the caring no one cares about the fact you care if you haven't heard and understood so there's an interesting dynamic there um, where you've got to get your basics right for the caring to actually matter matter, and to impact. Um, and that's the basis of, I suppose, customer experience theory and as consumers what we yeah react to. So when we're dissatisfied, it's probably because of one of those first two is actually missing. Because we don't want someone to be really friendly if they're actually uh, don't... Fake. Well, if they're... If they're they don't get the basics right, like they're incompetent mm. in, in trying to help us. Mm. That, that's what we latch on to. And, in fact, then the caring becomes almost a bit annoying. Uh, but if they're capable and therefore able to service you, then the care factor laid on top um, makes a difference and elevates the, the experience and our response to it. And there you go, customer service lesson 101. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Loved those insights. It really uh, resonated with also with what Patrick said. And I think at the end of the day, you know, rounding up this interview, he is an ambassador and he's a role model, but he walks his talk. We as coaches, we've got to walk our talk Absolutely. in our tone, Absolutely. as you mentioned in this, in this interview as well, and just the way that we carry ourselves. And our presence, and that's something that certainly I'm doing a lot of teaching in that area in our coaching presence and presentation skills, and uh, I think it's so important. And thank you so much, Patrick, for your time and your dedication to the industry and raising such professional standards, which which obviously comes with expectations. Absolutely, and well done, Emma, and stepping out of your comfort zone and going for it to, to get the interview. Great stuff. Thanks, Simon. Emma Doyle is an international high-performance coach and motivational speaker, helping people to unlock their inner coach. Her mission is to unleash female potential through her Girl Power Camps and the Confidence Matrix program. She can be contacted on email via emma at emmadoyle.com.au or visit her website or Facebook page. And I'm the business owner of 5 Degrees, where as a quality sales and customer service coach, I help organizations and their staff deliver better customer experiences through having more effective conversations with their customers. Visit our website, 5Degrees, that's F-I-V-E, 5degrees.com.au, 
and I'd love your connection on LinkedIn. Search Simon Blair Contact Centre Coach and you can email me at simon.blair at 5degrees.com.au. Don't forget to find us on Facebook. Just search The Coaching Podcast where you can like our page as well as join our group, which includes coaching practitioners from around the globe. Thank you for listening.